Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. Besides helping us to make shows like this possible, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts like Tep and Step, access to all 61 years of the magazine in our digital archives, recruiting analysis, and must-see insight from the Dave Campbell's Texas Football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, we hope you'll consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe that's texasfootball.com slash subscribe and thanks for listening the texas football today podcast is brought to you by chocolate milk built by nature you can watch texas football today live weekdays at noon at texasfootball.com and on facebook and if you like the show subscribe to the podcast vendor of your choice give us a positive rating and tell a friend Yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it's Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. My name's Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com, Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch, or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making us sound good. She's the Duchess of the Dorks. She's Ashley Pickle. Howdy, folks. Hi, Ashley. Howdy. It's good to see you. Thank you. Uh, and seeing to my right. That's right. He's back, at least for today. We asked, this is, the, this is exactly how this got booked. <laughs> yeah. you, we were sitting in here talking about some sort of nonsense, yeah. and Ishmael Johnson was in here, and then Pickle turned to Ish and goes, hey, Ish, do you want to be on the show today? <laughs> I think your reaction was like, oh. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> it really, it was just like, oh, well, then I don't have to go sit back at my desk. Right, like, yeah. oh, it's like, no, okay. Just just different room. This room is different. Yeah. <laughs> uh, welcome back, Ish. Thank you. Thanks for being here. Yeah. Today is Monday. June 21st, 2021. Ooh, it's 62121. You know how many more times that's going to happen? Six times this year. 157 days till Thanksgiving. Happy birthday to... Hmm. Oh, it's Prince William's birthday. He's sure. notable, right? Sure. Cool. Yeah. Happy birthday, Prince William. Or, more importantly... There's got to be a better one out there. Um, happy birthday to Lana Del Rey. Okay, there you go. That's not bad. Happy That's birthday, not bad. Lana yeah. Del Rey. She's a year older than I am, which is old. Really? Yeah. Man, I didn't realize she was ancient. She is. She's old. <laughs> She's old <laughs> AF. You know, but not like me. Wait, I'm a young hold on. Pup. You missed the biggest oh, birthday. Report of the week. Today's report of the week birthday? Yeah. Oh, happy birthday to report of the week. Yeah. Food review. Happy birthday to report of the week. Uh, <laughs> this is why we ask you to be on the show because you're not doing he's, he's it a, right. He's our, he's our, he's our uh, being too online correspondent. Uh, <laughs> uh, episode 1,190. <laughs> on today's show, guys, we've got some headlines from across the state, uh, including some uh, some drama. We'll talk about that. And then back half of the show, we will uh, unveil the top 10 of the Class 5A rankings across the state of Texas uh, in Dave Campbell's Texas football if you stick with us. Do we have first four through the door? We sure do. Woman who just made a, a, a 
uh, the light curious, came on. A curious, a curious uh, uh, comment. It was Andrew Christensen, Rob Hadaway, Tony Blaylock, and Ryan Smiga. Ryan Smiga is a teacher, and he, of course, had a great way for us to remember the Great Lakes. The acronym is HOMES, H-O-M-E-S. Huron, Ontario, Michigan. Again. Eerie. Eerie. Eerie and superior and superior. Oh, yeah, homes. imagine yeah. that the uh, well done. the teacher Thanks, coming teachers. in with an acronym. Thank you, Ryan. Thanks, Welcome teachers. in, fellas. <laughs> Thanks, teachers. Yeah, time for some headlines, and the headlines are going to have to do with we're going to talk meetings, we're going to talk courts, we're going to talk all the things that surround this dumb sport. It's going to be great. That rhymed. How about that? Um, Man, we had just I mean, right. phonetically, this is going we're great. Hitting. <laughs> Okay, let's talk briefly about what came down this morning from Washington, D.C. Dateline, Washington, D.C. We don't get to do a lot. D.C., by the way, not a state. Dateline. Um, It's a district. The Supreme Court has issued a ruling in the NCAA versus, oh, what was that that guy's name? Uh, NCAA versus uh, Alston. Alston. Sean Alston. I was way off. Alston versus NCAA ruling. Which was really the first time that the Supreme Court has taken on something having to do with the NCAA's amateurism. And the ruling had came down. And you, you may remember a couple of months ago we were having a show where we were uh, on, on the pre-show. We were certainly talking about how everyone – it seemed like cause you were able to see the or hear the, the oral arguments in this case. Uh, how every – it was like a dunk line, <laughs> just a dunk line from the justices, yeah. like dunking on what was a very bad NCAA argument. This comes down to the, the argument was basically that you cannot, that the NCAA was putting limits on education related payments to student athletes. And the NCAA was saying, we can do that. And Sean Alston, who is a former West Virginia football player, who is the lead plaintiff in this, said, uh, no, you shouldn't be able to do the, do that should be a violation of antitrust um, statutes. We're getting a little tactical here. I'm not a, I'm not a, uh, a legal expert. But fundamentally, um, the NCAA was saying we should be able to do this. He was saying we shouldn't. Well, the ruling comes out today that um, the Supreme Court has ruled uh, in favor of Sean Austin against the NCAA and said that the NCAA cannot limit education-related payments. So basically, like, you can't you can't tell them that, that a school can't buy them a laptop, mm-hmm. okay? Or can't, like offer them a paid internship or things like that. Uh, that is interesting in its own right because it's the first time the NCAA has taken on uh, a, an amateurism case and they have ruled against the NCAA. There are two things that are notable here. One, the ruling was unanimous. Is you're a legal scholar. Sure. Um, <laughs> tell me about the makeup of the court right now. Uh, it's pretty, pretty, uh, polarizing and divided. <laughs> uh, I believe right now it's like you could call five of them are definitely conservative. Yes. yes. Three of them are definitely liberal. Yeah. And then there's like John Roberts, who's like, uh, kind of in the middle. Right. He likes, the, he, he, I think he likes, uh, he likes to be the decider he'll, sometimes. He'll, yeah, yeah, exactly right. He really right. wants the key at that point. Right. There's, it's a very divided court. Right. Okay. Very divided. You go look through Supreme Court rulings in the past couple of years, and it has been 5-3, 5-3, 5-4, 6-3, 5-4, 6-3. Yeah. This was 9 nothing. <laughs> like, I made the joke on Twitter, but like you could have puppies versus paper cuts, and people would be like, oh, I think it's going to be 6-3. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, everyone hates the NCAA's argument here. The other thing about this, and it was just, just kind of crazy because, like, 
I don't know, not to get too far into it, but, but like basically the the there's a certain level of like worker like unionization mm-hmm. and things uh-huh. that go into this, which generally tend to be more liberal ideas. And so whenever you had like Clarence Thomas and Brett Kavanaugh, who are mm-hmm. very conservative, going up there and being like, uh, this is dumb. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. That means you know that you screwed up. Yep. Yep. And of note in this, and this is what I want you to pay attention to, the short-term version of this is that, okay, there's not a whole lot that's going to be changed. There's going to be a little bit more compensation. NIL is going to be a lot more impactful in the short term than, than this will be. But the door is not just cracked open. The NCAA has basically, they done screwed up by letting this go in front of the Supreme Court. Because now they have signaled the Supreme Court in, a, in something written. It was, a, I believe, a, a, what do they call it? Not a dissent. It's an opinion. Opinion. An yeah. opinion written by Brett Kavanaugh. Again, very conservative. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brett Kavanaugh, he basically said, if you bring us a case that we can kill amateurism. We tee this, tee the, we've teed this up for you. We'll yeah. do it. Yeah. Like, he, the, the NCAA have screwed up. Like and, and there, that's kind of the what the from smart legal people, that's what I'm reading is that this was a lower level case that the in, that the NCAA lost, mm-hmm. and they should have let sleeping dogs lie mm-hmm. by appealing this up to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court has now showed their hand and uh, said, "Bulldoze straight over." If you bring us the head of amateurism, we will lop it off. We have the axe. Yeah, I forget one of my friends who is a, who's actually a labor lawyer. Yeah. Um, was really excited about this case for obvious reasons. Yes. Um, but I forgot who, this wasn't. I don't think this was Kavanaugh. It might have been um, Gorsuch. I can't remember. But one of the other opinions mentioned. Uh, let's see. Legislation would be one option, or colleges and student athletes could potentially engage in collective bargaining Ooh. or seek some other negotiated agreement to provide student athletes a fair share of the revenues that they generate for colleges, akin to how professional football and basketball okay. players have negotiated uh, for a share of league revenues. If you remember, Northwestern tried mm-hmm. to engage mm-hmm. in collective bargaining and unionization, did not work out. This is basically the again. This is basically the court saying. Want to give it another go? Yeah, this was <laughs> you a very try that again? this was yeah. a very narrow in the way. That, I mean, again, I'm not a legal scholar, but yeah. the way that the Supreme Court gens, tends to they answer the question that you ask them, right? Yes. Okay, exactly. They, they didn't. They're not saying you know. They're not saying pay student athletes. You're yeah. able to do that. Yes. What they're saying is, hey, amateur- on this question, we've answered this. Yes, on this question, amateurism is shaky. Yes, well, that's what they've ruled. Is basically that the, the NCAA's idea of amateurism is on shaky ground. So therefore, with that precedent. Yes. If we get another situation, if you give us a bigger question, question. we are <laughs> telling you, wink, question. wink, <laughs> right? What the answer will, will be. be. Yeah. Yep. So keep an eye on that. Now that's still we're still talking years. Sure. That's years yeah. away. But, but this was this are... was a big crack in the armor. The first real crack in the armor from a major. And and look, things are going to change with the NIL, um, and 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 things like that. But certainly keep an eye on that. It was a, it was a big day for. Uh, for for college football nerds Mm -hmm. big day for college football nerds okay let's also talk a little bit about what came down at the uil meeting last week we we mentioned this briefly but last week the uil had their normal scheduled legislative council meeting that is the big that is their supreme court so to speak Uh, it's not that powerful i mean it is but you know um scheduled and so they they took on a lot of different topics and ruled on a few different things if you watch these meetings a lot of these meetings are like Hey, we should actually compensate the officials like uh, instead of uh, counting like instead of counting the um, 
you know, like half by the half mile, we should be able to do like decimals, stuff like that, like yeah. little things like that. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot of like watching these meetings is 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 boring. It's it's nerd stuff. But one thing that was of note uh, is that they did allow they they ruled that that on Friday nights in the fall, mm-hmm. you uh, teams can or they are now available. Texas football games are now available for broadcast online streaming. Online streaming. You may remember that last year they they there was a longstanding rule that you could not you could not broadcast live Friday night. Texas high school football games. That's mm-hmm. why, like, here in DFW, there was, uh, like, I think TXA 21 did a game that was on, or CW 33, CW 33 did a game that was on tape delay. Tape delay, right? Yeah. Um, and I think there's and one in the area. And you can air it at, like, 10 yeah. o'clock at you can night. Air, like, you, can you can air it, air it as, that basically night. as soon as the game's over. Uh, yeah. You can. But you just can't, you can't do, do it, it live. live. Right. You can't do it live. As a result, they are, uh, but they they went through, and your sign fell down. Yes. Um, Thank you for that. As a... Uh, uh, but last year, because of the pandemic and because of um, – uh, what am I saying? Because of the restrictions. Oh, yeah, restrictions. Yeah, restrictions. Like sales, sales and attendance. And like yeah, that, yeah, and attendance and things like that. The the people who wanted to watch high school football didn't go away. They just couldn't be in the stadium. Yeah. And so the UIL said, okay, let's go ahead and um, and allow streaming or allow games to be broadcast on Friday nights this year, mm-hmm. in 2020, one time only because of the – Public health emergency. Right. I thought that was pretty good, pretty pretty smart move in my opinion. Pandy. Right. As a result, now they've kind of taken it, taken on the, the question again, and they're going to allow online streaming again in 2021. This is the point in which I tell you that Dave Campbell's Texas Football does own Texan Live, which is a streaming service where you can add them. So whenever you hear me talking, think of me in that way. But this was, I think this was relatively inevitable. Uh, this felt like to last year. To be fair year. to you, we've thought that for a while. We have thought that for a while. I You've said that on the show before. We've, we've had conversations oh, yeah. for, for a while yeah. that I think, and, and I, don't, I don't have any inside information from the UIL. Right. But my feeling for the past couple of years was that they were interested in exploring. They had been getting pressure from school districts who want to stream their games. Right. Who want to do their games. And... I think they wanted to have an opportunity to do this. I think the pandemic accelerated, accelerated that process, mm-hmm. gave them a way to do a trial period mm-hmm. that everybody was like, yeah, that makes sense. I think it, I don't want to say gave them an excuse, but it gave them a reason to accelerate it. Sure. Right. Then it all goes pretty well. I think most people were pretty happy with it. If you talk to coaches mm-hmm. uh, and administrators, most of them, the majority of them were happy with it because they wouldn't do this if, if, coaches didn't want it i should mm-hmm. just tell you that and and so they're gonna let it go again this is at least for 2021 i don't think that toothpaste is going back in the tube i don't no. think so either because i mean we all you know one of the criticisms or one of the the pushbacks against that was always like uh you know anybody could just kind of throw up a stream and all that but what we saw last fall was you mentioned it, a lot of school districts putting together really good broadcasts mm-hmm. right and, they- and, and i remember because when i was putting together the watch guides like you know, it, sure, you had some third-party companies coming in and putting together some stuff. They did a really good job as well. But for the most part, it was school districts wanting to put on their own games with their own team mm-hmm. and kind of, you know, mm-hmm. because, like, the other thing was, like, you know, it wouldn't be – it wouldn't be um, uh, the other – I guess another pushback would be, like, it wouldn't be able to be, like, sanctioned or, like, you know, it would be, like, again, random guy putting up something. They're not beholden to, like, necessarily anybody. Yeah. But, again, the school districts were the ones really doing the majority of them. And, of course, people that they clear, people mm-hmm. that they're okay with them – uh, people that want to call the games, and so I think what they saw last year was uh, that that kind of pushback was kind of alleviated in many in many ways. Yes. And if they want to 
take it out to a third party, they're the like the schools they're, are the ones the that ones negotiate that their yeah. own deal. And yeah. the yeah. other part of it too, I think that people were obviously concerned about the gate revenue. Yeah. The love for going to a Friday night game is not going away. It will still be. I, it, it, yeah. it, all this is going to do, in my mind, is grow the sport even more because you're going to have the same people go to the games that always go to the games, yeah. but now it'll be available for Joe Schmo who's watching and saying, I want football to watch. Oh, well, why don't we watch this high school game? It's right. just going to grow the sport. You're not losing anything. For people like me and, you know, to a much bigger extent, Matt Stepp, mm-hmm. you know, he's going to be at a game in RGV. He's going to be able to throw on a game in San Antonio. Yes. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And so. Um, yeah, I think it's a couple of things. And we could probably, we probably could have segmented this whole thing. But um, first and foremost, I, I think that I, I had friends asking me, like, why wasn't this? Uh, the UIL, by the way, doesn't get a cut of revenue for, for these games right. in the regular season. No. School districts own these games outright. And so with that in mind, I had people who don't follow high school football who were like, that, then why haven't they done it forever? And you, you touched on it. The big concern, the big kind of boogeyman, I don't mean that in a derivative sense, the, the, the big scary monster was, oh, we're going to lose gate revenue. People right. are going to stay home and, and, and not go to the game. I think people are starting to realize that that's unfounded. Right. Mm-hmm. I think people are starting to realize, and I had that concern too, to be clear. I think people are starting to learn, no, people who want to go to high school football games are going to go to high school football games. Every NFL game is available to you. They're still selling out every stadium. Exactly. Okay? Like, that is, there's, like, very few people are going to choose. Now, there are going to be instances where it's, like, if it's super cold outside, maybe. But, like, that's only going to be in December at that point. Playoff games can be televised anyway. Mm -hmm. I would say that that was... That is starting to lose a little bit of steam, well, is that argument. And, you know, get, I mean, think so. about who goes to games, too. Band parents, mm-hmm. cheerleader parents, parents, dancer parents, mm-hmm. kids who are at the school go to hang out with their friends. Those people aren't going to just go away and not go watch their daughter cheer because they're more interested Absolutely. in watching other football games. Like, that's yeah. not going to happen. <laughs> I mean, Dad might be on his phone. Right, you know exactly. I mean? but, but, <laughs> but the other thing, here's, here's the other thing. I also think you brought up a great point. I think this is going. To, I think that Texas. You have to think of Texas high school football as a brand. Mm-hmm. You have to think of Texas high school football in the same way you think of that NFL. You think about the NBA, NHL, all those leagues. I think this has an opportunity to really grow interest in the sport. It is going to be a lot more accessible to a lot more people, mm-hmm. and I think that that is going to be a net positive. Now, again, look, I've tried to be very clear that I work for a company that owns some owns a, a, a streaming service mm-hmm. and so yes dave campbell's texas football does stand to benefit from this so to be clear but i think overall the ability to let these games be streamed i mean we see this every 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 time the state championships are on mm-hmm. state championship you get people who are like from out of state or people who don't have never watch high school football who lock in for these state championship games and then go this is awesome i love texas high school football this is an opportunity, I think, to mm-hmm. to feed that growing, um, that that growing desire to get into. I think there's a bigger fan base for Texas high school ball out there that maybe doesn't have access to it. I think this can expand access to it. That's my media. It, it takes regional things too, because like I, my yeah. dad, for example, he always knew what was going on in the central Texas region. You you keep up with those teams because you see them in the local paper. You do that. Now he was like, now on a Thursday night, I'll turn on some crazy West Texas game, yes. and it's like, and it's just fun at that point. Yes. And it's cool to grow for more of a state knowledge rather than just keeping up with your regional teams. Yes, I think you're right. Um, okay, there's that. Two other things to get. Well, boy. Boy, this is going to be a beefy headline segment. Um, 
So this happened, I think, Monday afternoon after we went off the air, but we haven't mentioned it. Uh, hey, Cedar Park's open. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> coaching changes continue to roll. You may remember that Barbers Hill came open uh, because Tom Westerberg left to go become the AD at um, Butte Hayes Consolidated um, uh, ISD or Hayes Consolidated ISD. Um, that opens up Barbers Hill. We had heard some rumblings about who they were after, and it came down on Monday afternoon, broken by our own Matt Stepp, that Carl Absek is leaving Cedar Park to become the new head coach at Barbers Hill. Uh, obviously, Cedar Park was a state finalist from a year ago. Um, they are, you know, they are always in the mix. Uh, we're about to do our 5A rankings. I wonder if they'll show up there. <laughs> um, but they are they are a preeminent uh, Austin area powerhouse. Um, I will say that they they have had a number of assistants that have been hired away. A number mm-hmm. of assistants there from Cedar Park who have gone on to other jobs. And so I do wonder if... Like there was a little bit, they're all going to have some holes to fill. Now they have the big, the big hole to fill, uh, the big chair there at Cedar Park. Barbara Silk, gets an outstanding coach and Carl Absek, who did tremendous things, won a state championship with Cedar Park in 2015. Is that right? Yes. 2015. Yeah. Um, outstanding, an outstanding uh, coach there. He's going to help with Barbara Hill, especially on the defensive side. Uh, but yeah, keep an eye on that. Barbara Hill or Car- uh, Barbara Hill has their coach in Carl Absek, and now Cedar Park is open. I understand they may be down to two or three names, so we'll see if they move quickly on that because it is, after all, June 21st. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> One other thing. Well, two other things. Another coaching drama news. Now, the coach coach Absec leaving is not drama, I should be clear. Right. Um, uh, I don't know how much you guys were paying attention to what was going on in Decatur. Oh, we want to talk about drama. Yeah, that was actual drama. <laughs> like, Long story short, and, and shout out to our friends at the Wise County Messenger. Yeah, yes. the Wise County Messenger, who are covering this. They, uh, The school board there at Decatur called uh, kind of an impromptu school board meeting about Always a good sign. their head coach and athletic <laughs> director position, <laughs> which was held by Mike Fuller. Mike Fuller has been there for seven years, been pretty darn successful there at uh, at. At Decatur, Decatur. Uh, he is no longer the head coach at Decatur. Long story short, after a long meeting, um, they uh, ended up coming to an agreement for him to resign. Uh, th- from what I understand, there is no scandal here, as far as like he hasn't done something to warrant being dismissed. In my opinion, uh, from what I understand, I did. I hope he doesn't mind me saying this, but I did text with him, um, and he said, you know, he he seemed to be in pretty good spirits about this. Um, and said, you know, that a lot of people stood up and spoke on his behalf, and he was really honored by that. Um, but it is uh, a very, it's a very strange situation up there at Decatur that they have more or less, you know, gotten a pretty successful head coach out of there mm-hmm. uh, for reasons that. Look, I mean, it's. I mean, you there's can, no way to look at this and not think this is, isn't small town politics. I was about to say you can just go on Twitter. I'm looking right at, at the Wise County Messenger tweet right now. And my new favorite uh, uh, ratio is the quote tweet ratio, <laughs> and where you could look at how many quote tweets it yeah. has, and it has three retweets, sixteen quoted retweets, yeah. and five likes, yeah. and then twelve replies. And you can go look, and it's a bunch of coaches giving their support to Coach Fuller. It's a bunch of people in the comments basically echoing you. Yeah. Small town politics. This isn't you know this isn't right. Whatever. Again, details you know details are what they are. Um, you know you could probably find somebody to tell you about that, but like. Whether or not, you know, there doesn't seem, like you mentioned, there doesn't seem to be any type of 
tangible, no. he, glaring he didn't, mess up. He didn't, you know? I mean, they didn't go 0-8 last no. year. They no. Didn't, no one, and, and like even furthermore, he didn't hit a kid. Right, exactly. Right. Right. He didn't yeah. nothing, you know, nothing off the field. Like, no right. investigation or whatever. There's nothing like that. There's no, no legal issues there, no. it seems right. like. It just appears that there was small-town politics at, at, at foot. Mm-hmm. You know, foot. Plain and simple. I just don't. I don't know another way to say that other than it sounds like there are small town politics, and so as a result, Decatur is now open. And a damn good head coach. Is good head now coach is available. <laughs> yeah. It's a guy who's, who's, who knows what he's doing. So anyway, there's that. Uh, and then of course we should mention that uh, we've got shows today, tomorrow, and Wednesday. But we are off Thursday, Friday because we will be in College Station. College Station for the State Seven on Seven tournament. The pools are up on TexasFootball.com, the official website of State Seven on Seven tournament. Yeah, shout out uh, Matt we will, Stipp. We will have the, we have the pools up. We will have a new. We'll probably do some breakdown of that tomorrow. Uh, we have uh, Step and I are recording a Tep and Step podcast previewing the state tournament. Uh, we will have uh, wall-to-wall team coverage of the state uh, tournament here on TexasFootball.com. Which is a good way to segue. Yeah, very nice. Well into done, right there. Letting you know that if you can't make it to College Station, don't you worry about it. We got you covered. That was great. I don't know what just happened, but I know we're going to see. That's right, the state seven-on-seven tournament. For the first time, going to be broadcast live on TexanLive.com, and you can watch it for free, free 99 at TexanLive.com, courtesy of our friends at the Texas Army National Guard who are sponsoring the broadcast. Uh, you can watch the state seven-on-seven tournament live from College Station on TexanLive.com this Thursday through Saturday. Get your fill of summertime football. Thanks to our friends at the Texas Army National Guard. Watch the state 7-on-7 tournament live, texanlive.com. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on texasfootball.com, talking football on Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Campbells, And, of course, see us at texasfootball.com, texasfootball.com slash subscribe to become Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. Hey, so perhaps you've been on social media lately? Uh, perhaps you see that people do have, and I don't even have a full copy yet. I do. It's on my desk. But <laughs> of uh, this bad boy, seen this all over. Uh, Could have been you. Could have been you. Still can be you. I If, if you didn't hashtag miss the FOMO, that's on you at this point. TexasFootball.com slash subscribe to get your 2021 summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football mailed to you right now. If you subscribe today, we'll drop it in the mail for you. It may be tomorrow. But, like, we'll drop it in the mail for you, like, essentially as soon as you subscribe textfootball.com slash subscribe we cannot we're at that point now like i cannot tell you that we can guarantee you'll get it before it hits newsstands but it does hit newsstands the first week in july mm-hmm. today is june 21st there's a good chance Your decent chance good, yeah. that you'll get it before it hits newsstands but i can't promise it texasfootball.com slash subscribe to get your 2021 summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football plus lots of other great content for a year at textfootball.com slash subscribe yesterday was father's day I did not get a subscription to Dave Campbell's Texas Football for Father's Day, and I'm angry. Come on, Hank. If your Hank's father is right if now. your yeah. father is angry too, <laughs> TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. Uh, 
<laughs> All right. It is ranking season. Ranking we season. are unveiling the top tens in each classification uh, uh, in the 2021 Summer Edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football. A reminder, expanded rankings in the 2021 Summer Edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football in every classification. We have reached, uh, I guess we're getting up to, we call 5A big schools, right? Yeah, five, eight, we're, six, we're into eight, the big, big schools. boys now. Yeah. It is big schools. We're into Class 5A, unveiling the top 10 in the Class 5A Dave Campbell's Texas Football Associated Press Rankings. We'll go to 5A Division Two to start. Start with a smaller classification in 5A, where at the number 10 spot we find the Mustangs of Grapevine are the number 10 team in Dave Campbell's Texas Football. A run to the regional semifinals last year and came up just short to Lubbock Cooper. We think they could be even better, thanks in large part to what could be outstanding uh, line play and a tremendous running back in Caleb Tejada. Grapevine, number 10 in Dave Campbell's Texas Football. Followed by... One of the surprises of 2020, the Leander Rouse Raiders are the number nine team in Dave Campbell's Texas football. If you thought last year was a surprise, you're going to love this year's team because they bring back almost everybody from last year's squad. Seven starters on offense, five on defense. They have a chance to defend their district championship and go even farther. The Leander Rouse Raiders are number nine in Dave Campbell's Texas football. Let's bounce up to Region 2 to talk about the Mansfield Timberview Wolves. Timberville, yeah, anyway. Timberview Wolves are the number eight team in Dave Campbell's Texas football. Uh, last year's uh, regional semifinals team has, will have one of the very best secondaries in the state, as well as some offensive skill talent that will make your jaw drop. Uh, they're going to have some guys who play both ways. But they are really, really dangerous. I like this Timberview team, especially if they can find uh, some pieces on the offensive and defensive lines. They start in the year number eight. Staying in Region 2, number 7, the Ennis Lions are the number 7 team in Dave Campbell's Texas football. Of course, Sam Harrell is back after last year's, I would say, relatively disappointing uh, early round exit to the aforementioned Mansfield Timberview. Uh, this is a team that does uh, does have some reloading to do. Uh, but if they can do that, and with one of the best coaches in the state, they have a great chance. Ennis is the number 7 team. Number 6. Lubbock Cooper Pirates are the number six team in Dave Campbell's Texas football. Uh, a regional finalist from last year's team, uh, last year's squad, uh, does have uh, one of the very best one-two punches defensively that you will find in the state with Kobe McKenzie and Kyler Jordan. How do they fill in around them, especially on the offensive side? That's the big question. We think they've got a chance to make a deep run. They are the number six team in Dave Campbell's Texas football. Followed by number five. The Huntsville Hornets are number five in Dave Campbell's Texas football uh, after last year's, uh, I would say, uh, run to the regional semifinals coming up just short uh, to Cinderella Crosby. They bring back a ton offensively. Eight starters back on offense. The defense does have to rebuild a little bit, but uh, that uh, uh, tends to be a, a standard there for, uh, for Coach Rodney Southern and company. The Huntsville Hornets are numbers five in Dave Campbell's Texas football. Into the top four. The Liberty Hill Panthers, the number four team in Dave Campbell's Texas football. Last year's state semifinalists, of course, rode a wave of emotion all the way to the semifinals. And, and look, their offensive line or their offense is almost entirely wiped. They were a very senior-heavy team offensively. Defense, uh, which did take a little bit of a backseat to the team last year, will be more experienced. How do they rebuild that slot T offense? That's a big question uh, for new coach Kent Walker. They are the number 84 team in Dave Campbell's Texas football. Number three. 
How about Lovejoy? The Leopards of Lovejoy are the number three team in Dave Campbell's Texas football. Uh, if you're a little surprised, maybe you haven't been paying attention. We think this team is really good, and they, of course, came up just short to Alito in the regional final last year. We think their defense has a chance to be special. We think their special teams are going to be great. They need to find a couple of skill position playmakers uh, to step up. But if they do, they are a threat to go all the way. Lovejoy, number three this year. Number two. Buffaloes of Fort Bend Marshall are the number two team in Dave Campbell's Texas football. Uh, last year they took a little bit of their lumps, but they are going to—that's going to pay off this year, especially with the offensive skill talent that they bring back. They do have to work in a couple new linebackers, and they're going to be a maybe they. But last year they played twelve sophomores. 12 sophomores. Jeez. That experience is going to pay dividends in 2021. The Fort Bend Marshall Buffaloes are number two. You guys are never going to believe who's number one. You guys are—it's going to blow you away. Whoa. The Alito Bearcats <laughs> are the number one team in Dave Campbell's te Texas football to start the year. And, and look, it's not all sunshine and daffodils. I will say that. It's not all sunshine and daffodils for Tim Buchanan's squad. They have to replace some some uh, big-time wide receiver talent and some big-time skill talent. But defense could be very, very good. Uh, the offense uh, does have some replacing to do. But Tim Buchanan has helped build one of the dominant programs in the state of Texas. They are our pick to bring home another 5A Division II state champion. They start the year number one in Dave Campbell's Texas football. Of course, you can find expanded cover, uh, uh, expanded rankings rather, of every classification in the 2021 summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas football. Available at texasfootball.com slash subscribe. Another one. Uh, go back to the – can you go back to the other one? Sure. There it is. Ish, any thoughts? Uh, man, as somebody who grew up in Central Texas, Rouse being in there. I know. Yeah. That's awesome. No, I love it. Like, uh, typically in that school district, I mean, they're typically third, right? You yeah. think of Cedar Park, you think of Vandergriff, and before you get to, to Rouse. Um, I was talking to Coach Mann for, um, uh, over this, this past offseason, and, yeah, he's, he, it's really exciting to see what's going on there. And um, that's actually a couple miles from where my family lives now, yeah. which is actually really interesting. So I'm going to definitely try to hit up some Rouse games this year. That's it's it's five uh, A Division two strikes me as yeah. there's this big looming giant and Fort Ben Marshall of course is there sure uh, but there's just a lot of fun depth there mm. that that I think you saw that last year like with Crosby's running you may notice a Crosby's uh, not not ranked yeah. which is uh, yeah I, again expand the rankings with I Lovejoy we now see why Coach Ross took that job with Lovejoy absolutely from uh, Red Oak you've got a lot of fun uh, teams kind of below at least that very very top team mm -hmm. that can that can go and make some noise 100%. so all right let's go to five A Division one now. Unveiling the top 10 in the preseason Dave Campbell's Texas Football Associated Press 5A Division One rankings, starting with one of the Cinderella's from last year's team, the or last year, the Mansfield Summit Jaguars start the year number 10 in Dave Campbell's Texas football. A stunning run to the state semifinals. And look, they, there's plenty of reason to believe that last year is not a fluke. Okay, they bring back a lot of size, a lot of speed. Uh, I think they're going to be very, very interesting. They do have to grow up fast, but they have returners at every level. Uh, whether you're talking about offensive line, quarterback, receivers, everywhere you look, they have some returners. Can they capture that magic again? Uh, we start them at number ten, but keep an eye on Summit. They are a team that could be high rising. Number nine. The Rangers of Frisco Lone Star are the number nine team in Dave Campbell's Texas football. And and look, this is maybe the year that they've been waiting for. Third-year starter in Garrett Rangel at the quarterback spot. Outstanding running back. Good offensive line. Good secondary. They're going to be a little bit young uh, at the receiver spots and at the linebacker spots. But Frisco Lone Star uh, and Coach Jeff Rayburn uh, are always going to be in the mix in that, in that rough-and-tumble Region 2. They start the year number nine. To Region 1 we go. 
the Colleyville Heritage Panthers are the number eight team in Dave Campbell's Texas football. Eight and one from a year ago. And Coach Kirk Martin has got these guys ready to roll. This team is going to be very, very fast. Maybe not the biggest team in the state, but in my opinion, they start the year as the favorite in Region 1 in 5A Division 1. Colleyville Heritage starts the year number 8. Going down to the Coastal Bend, how about Corpus Christi Veterans Memorial, the number 7 team in Dave Campbell's Texas football state semifinalist uh, from last year, is going to be very strong in the trenches. But, uh, but look, they've got a lot of replacing to do. A uh, new coach, new quarterback, a lot of changes there at Corpus Christi Veterans Memorial. Uh, but if those young skill guys can step up and, and fill some of those shoes that are going to be left uh, left behind, then the, the standard has been set uh, for that squad. Keep it on Corpus Christi Veterans Memorial. Let's start at the number seven. We mentioned them before. The Cedar Park Timberwolves are the number six team in Dave Campbell's Texas football. Of course, the state finalists from a year ago. Look, they're going to be different. And you're always going to be different whenever you lost a guy like Ryder Hernandez, who is so integral to what they do, how they fill the, the holes that, that's left at the quarterback spot. They do have good offensive and defensive line play. And now they'll have a new coach and a new coaching staff. How do they handle that? For now, they start the year number six. I will be honest. If we had known that they were going to have a new coach, we may have reconsidered their spot. For now, they start the year number six in Dave Campbell's Texas football. Number five. The Longview Lobos, the number five team in Dave Campbell's Texas football, uh, and there's plenty to like about this team. Most notably, maybe one of the best receiver cores in the state. Mm -hmm. Jalen Hale is a freak show. You will get to know him in a big play. They are going to be very, very fast. They're going to be young on defense, real young on defense, real young in the backfield. But uh, this is a team that I think has a chance to, to have some big-time playmakers. Keep an eye on Longview. They're the number five team in Dave Campbell's Texas football. Staying in Region 2, the Scots of Highland Park, the number four team in Dave Campbell's Texas football. Last year's 11-1 squad uh, lost in the regional final to Denton Ryan. Uh, but look, they're going to be back. Uh, I don't think I'm breaking any news here that we think they're going to be pretty darn good. The tradition there is pretty much uh, unmatched. They do have a ton of pieces to replace, okay? Just two starters back on offense, four starters back on defense. This is a team that graduated 55 seniors, okay? They are absolute. They're going to need to replace some of those experience, but look, they we restock. We believe in their tradition. We they believe in their tradition. Reload. They start the year number four in Dave Campbell's Texas football. Here's a hipster pick for you. Number three. I like this. Cougars of College Station, the number three team in Dave Campbell's Texas football. And, and let me tell you guys, you need to start paying attention to them right now. This team, I think, has a chance to be very, very special. And this is a team that, that we are very, very high on for a lot of reasons. One of it is, is obviously experience. Seven starters back on offense, six on defense. Jet Huff, their senior quarterback, was the district offensive player of the year. Their offensive line has a chance to be good. But I also think that their defense has a chance to be very, very good as well. Keeping on College Station. I know they lost in the area around the playoffs last year to Denton Ryan, but this is a team that I think could be ready for a big leap. Keeping on the Cougars, they're number three. Number two. The Mavericks of Manville are the number two team in Dave Campbell's Texas football. Uh, a regional finalist from last year's squad came up short to Cedar Park. Their defensive front's going to be nasty. They're going to be able to run the ball really, really well. Got to find a quarterback. That's the big question uh, for them, but I have a lot of faith in, in uh, Coach Kevin Hall's squad. The Manville Mavericks are the number two team in Dave Campbell's Texas football. And the number one team. Another groundbreaker here. Oh, it's Den Ryan? Oh, it's Den Ryan. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, the, the Ryan Raiders, the number one team in Dave Campbell's Texas football to start the year. And look, they've got some pieces to replace, okay? They're replacing a three-year starting quarterback. They're replacing uh, a number of pieces on the offensive line. 
But they have eight starters back on defense. That may actually be. I need to check this. That may actually be seven because Bear, Bear Alexander, Alexander did transfer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they lose a super. Uh, here's the, how I would characterize Denton Ryan. They lose a lot of superstars. Mm-hmm. A lot of the worker bees are back. Yeah. Yep. And the worker bees were, in my opinion, super underrated for this Raiders squad. Keep an eye on Denton Ryan, especially how they fill in the quarterback gap and how they fill in some of the holes offensively. But we think that they're back. We think they have a great chance to go back-to-back. The Denton Ryan Raiders to start the year. Number one in Dave Campbell's Texas football. Of course, you can find expanded rankings in the 2021 summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas football. Ish, how do we do on our rankings? Pretty good. Uh, one thing that always stands that stood out to me when you were naming him uh, is Garrett Rangel on like his tenth. Oh my gosh. <laughs> God! Yeah, I'm kidding. <laughs> He's on the Perry Ellis plan. It really is. Yeah. Um, and look, here's the thing about um, like let's take a look at regions, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we've got two Region One teams. Okay, Colleyville Heritage and Mansfield Summit. Two mm-hmm. Region One teams. Uh, you've got one region, or you've got, let's see, two Region 3 teams, okay? Mm-hmm. Cedar Park and Manville are Region 3. You've got one Region 4 team in Corpus yes. Christi Veterans yeah. Memorial. The rest of them are Region 2. Oh. Yep. Okay? That's the, a region The rest <laughs> of them are Region 2. Denton Ryan, College Station, Highland Park, Longview, and Frisco Lone Star all region two they're just it's just a slaughterhouse there yeah. uh it's going to be a lot of fun to watch we think it's once again going to be loaded uh and and so yeah i i think that i will say this i feel i think denton ryan has a few more questions than alito does mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so it would not i would be a little bit more surprised maybe this is just the the pedigree that they have as well I would be more surprised by somebody not named Alito winning a title than I would be somebody Mm -hmm. not named Ryan. I think part of that is that Ryan does have to go through such a brutal region to get to even just a state semifinal. I think, too, what I really liked about that Manfield Summit team that I think is going to carry over into this year is they loved the, oh, everyone's doubting us mantra. Mm -hmm. I think that has a chance to really take them far this year. Well, and, and look... Look, they bring back David Hopkins, right? And and he was He's really he was really special for the quarterback spot. They do lose guys, uh, you know, like Hal Presley. Uh, they they lose a, a few you know important pieces in that regard. But uh, I don't think that they are going away. I yeah. think that they're going to be. We, we start them at number ten. I it would not be a surprise if they made another deep, deep, deep run. Yeah. But uh, and you mentioned with Longview, one of the things the past couple of years they've been kind of having a retool, right? Obviously mm-hmm. with Haynes King uh, having a retool without Haynes King last year, and then this year without their running back depth. But having somebody like Jalen Hale in the in the fold, like I think that's going to be one of their biggest strengths, just in terms of mitigating that that retooling in yeah. some ways. So. I think you're exactly right. So there you go, the top 10 in 5A Division One. Of course, you can find expanded rankings for every classification in the 2021 summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football. Let's go over to the pickle jar, talk with Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment, Final Thoughts. Um, there was a question for Ish in here that oh, we'll bring up. For you, Josh Chappell would like to know, why are you not wearing a Suns and Four shirt right Ooh, now? Ooh, that's an excellent point. Because it is on its way. Okay. <laughs> so, it's, so, so, the, so what we can do is we can blame the mail. Yeah. Okay. I, I got a shipping confirmation Friday. So. Okay. It is, it is hashtag blame the mail season around, yeah. these, around these parts. Yeah, I can, I can get on board with that. We're just doing, we're just doing what, what we hear all the time and what we say to people. Just blame the mail. It's yeah. fine. Yeah, it's like the, the Seinfeld where he goes, um, when you control the mail, you control, control the power control or the power. information. Exactly right. Exactly right. Yes. 
Uh, we, this is the official podcast of Sons and Four. I think we've always been that. Sure, but now you know. I think. Sure. <laughs> I, I think. I think. Spirit to me, but okay. I think spiritually, we've always been a Sons and Four podcast. Okay, it's been enough. in the hearts, and I think now we can say it yeah. proudly okay. and not not feel yeah. be afraid. Of Mainly it, so. Tepper and I, not you. Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. You've I've, yeah. you've been kind of you're kind of you've been the bandwagon sure. Sons fan oh, around these parts. You've been yeah, kind right. of you've been kind of lukewarm. Yeah. Yeah. We've we've been on this train for a long yeah. time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know us. Oh, yeah. You know big, us. Big Suns fans. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I've got a Suns and Four shirt on under this. So. <laughs> yeah, we're just waiting to like you know wanna, rip the rip the polo off. I, 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 I just don't want to show you guys. Yeah. You know, it's, it's good. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com for Ishmael Johnson and Ashley Pickle. I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please meet your Player of the Year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow for the 1,191st episode Spectacular on Texas Football Today. We'll